Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Good day, everyone. I'm glad you came back to listen to the third part of our message on the church. Today, our message is going to focus on 1 Corinthians 2, 6-16. In 1 Corinthians 1, Paul the Apostle spoke about the insufficiency or failure of human wisdom. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Then, in verse 1-5 through of chapter 2, he argues that he is not a teacher of human wisdom. He says, I did not come with eloquence or with wise and persuasive words. Then we come to the passage we're looking at today, 1 Corinthians 2, 6-16. Let's read that together. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden, and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Basically, Paul starts off this section by answering the question, Is this wisdom anti-knowledge? Is what Paul teaches, what the scriptures teach, nonsense? The answer is absolutely not. In fact, what he teaches, says Paul, is actually the highest wisdom attainable. The wisdom was not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age. In other words, this wisdom was not going to be found by reading every book in the world or spending a lifetime studying philosophy. The wisdom of this current age will tell you that once we have an advanced global education system, then it will all be okay. Well, if learning changed the world, why hasn't the Western world changed? Why do I know of a PhD student close to where I grew up in Colorado who went on a murderous rampage in Aurora. 
I think all that education does really is make us better at self-deception. In the end, if you're a criminal, it only makes you a smarter criminal. No amount of education can ever deal with a person's heart. Others will argue that technology, or government, or government programs can change the world. Sure, these may serve as guards, so that things don't get as bad as they could be. But who in the world would argue that we have really advanced since the world began when you look around and see how messed up this world is and how messed up our own hearts are? Look at our country. Poverty is high. Government scandal has become commonplace. And have you noticed the mess in the Middle East lately? No. No earthly solution can ever fix the pain, the sorrow, the sin of the individual heart, which gives birth to societal problems. Sinners can't fix other sinners' problems. It's like asking an alcoholic to help you with alcoholism. So we can't fix our own problems. We don't even know where to begin. Why? Because we dwell in the realm of sin like a fish dwells in water. We cannot find a way out unless it is revealed to us by someone that is not of this earthly realm. Paul is saying that the wisdom of God, the truth of salvation, can only come from God. And he has revealed it in Jesus Christ. This truth, then, has been further revealed through Paul and the other apostles. That is what Paul talks about when he says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Apostle Paul was writing these words by the inspiration of the Spirit, and it is through the Spirit of God that this awesome, most unexpected salvation has taken place through the person of Jesus of Nazareth. In that person, we find the answer to our deepest longings for peace and for justice, for love. And that person is revealed to us by the Spirit of God. You see, the Christian believes in a triune God, who is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows the deep things of God because He is God. And because He is God, and He knows God, He alone is able to reveal them to us. Think about it. If God is God, then He is totally above us. And we would never know what went on in His mind unless He revealed it to us. We cannot know the things of God just as we can't even know each other's thoughts. As Paul writes, For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. For the beauty of the gospel is that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ has been given His Spirit. That is why the Apostle can exclaim with joy, We have the mind of Christ. A Christian is a person who has been renewed and touched, not through some epiphany or by somehow finding himself. But a Christian is a Christian because God has revealed himself to him or her. I challenge those who are listening now to open your Bibles 
maybe to the book of John, and read it. Or go to church and pray that God would reveal himself to you. He is faithful. Ask him to open the eyes of your heart. Just as he healed the blind on earth, he will heal your blindness and open your eyes to the awesome reality and simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he died for you, that he was raised from the dead so that you too may have life. Life that is filled with a community of people who have the mind of Christ, the Spirit, who gives them love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. The truth of life. This is the mystery of the gospel that changes hearts and is given to all who believe in Christ. It is not only for the learned or for the elders or, or pastors or priests or even professors who study theology, but it is for everyone who believes, for you, for me. Only through the power of the Spirit will your eyes be opened to see the truth of God, the excellence and the beauty of the divine. And when you believe in Jesus Christ, you have but one judge. People may judge the Christian religion, but we all know you can't judge something that you know nothing of. Those who judge it judge the king of the universe, as the Bible says, who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? The obvious answer is no one knows the mind of the Lord unless he gives them his spirit. But then they have the mind of Christ and they come to know God. Everyone who has the spirit, their eyes have been opened to see the truth, the excellence, the power, the beauty, and the glory of the divine. I hope that you will go to church this week and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to open the eyes of your heart so that you may see Him. Please return for our last message next week.